going on, everybody? Welcome back to another very exciting episode of The Live Files. I am your host, Nick, joined by Amanda. I was thinking about how, like, Allie's still sick. And by still sick, I mean, like, we've recorded more episodes. Uh, it's still the same day. Same day. Um, That's a look behind the movie magic. Yeah. So it's just uh, Amanda keeping the fort going. Uh, we have an amazing episode. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to, uh, for those of you who are on TikTok, you might have heard of the West Elm Caleb saga. For those of you who are not, uh, a little backstory, right? Uh, uh, a, a gentleman in New York who uh, is in his 20s was an active dater on so on uh, dating apps and some of his bad behavior uh got called out by some women they basically compared notes told some stories about their experience their heartbreak and and dating troubles on TikTok people were like wait you know that Spider-Man meme of like wait this happened to you this and and all of a sudden apparently this guy was uh all over the place and uh some false promises some People, is it love bombing? We don't know, but we thought it'd be. We're, we're, we have one of the women he dated, Kelly, who seemed to have dated him the longest period of time. She joins us. Our guest today, Morgan Cohen. Uh, I found her on TikTok. She's a, a, a woman who's talked a lot about heartbreak herself. She gives relationship advice. You know, we're at different stages in our life, but someone who, as you will learn from Morgan, a lot of what she talks about comes from her own pain and experience and how troubling that was for her and the work she did on herself and how she saw the world to get her to where she is now and sharing that with the world. Thought she would be one of the, a, a perfect uh, guest to talk, talk about this topic because I think our goal other than this like hearing about the, the juicy gossip of West Elm Caleb is like responsible dating nowadays. We talk a lot about the ask Nick, you know, but how, what is, what is, what is okay on dating apps, the behavior is it, you know, this, this well Sam Caleb is sending playlists. Like what's, where do you draw the line between like having kind of your go-to moves, you know, is how many, how many people is it okay to chat with? What Nick, is dating? Nick, when you were actively dating, did you have a go-to move or something that you, and like, again, and not demonizing sure. it. Because sometimes it's fine to have yeah, stuff that like, you do with multiple I, people. And I've said this, like, you know, sl- people ask, how do you slide in DMs? And I would say, find, find a picture on their Instagram. And then send them the picture and then comment or ask a question about something in the picture. That's it. I would do that. I've done that with multiple people. Of course. They're like, yeah, a perfect example of like, it's like a move. And then when you expose that, you'll be like, oh, this fucking guy's like, he does the same thing. You know, how many times you've been on a date and be like, oh, is that your move? I bet this happens all the time. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so I, whenever, if I switch from app to texting someone, like whenever they text me, my response is always, hey, it's Barack Obama. Because it's a litmus test to see like, will they do a bit? What will, like, how will they react to it? And a lot of people, like, I don't think it's that funny, but it gets a good reaction every time. There and you go. maybe a, I'm a bad person for doing that to multiple people. Well, I think that's the, the conversation we're about to have with, with Morgan is sounds like this Caleb gentleman uh, had some bad behavior, you know, falsely saying he's off the app, setting expectations, the breadcrumb. It seemed like, you know, there was accusations of love bombing. I, I'm not so sure. It does seem like a lot of breadcrumbing. 
where, and, but the problem is in the dating age, and we'll discuss is that, you know, we can't help the people, you know, we want everyone to be responsible with our dating, but with all the access we're getting, we are not setting these boundaries. We're not enforcing them. We are, we are hoping that I'm not on the apps anymore means that I'm not sleeping with other people. And instead of like actually saying, does that mean that? We stop short. And, and then we build up all these expectations. We'll talk to our girlfriends and guy friends, and then we'll assume they're doing something that we're doing. And then we find out we don't, they don't, and we feel stupid and let on. And then the conversation is, who's to blame there? You know, like certainly it's not okay to lie. That's not okay. But, you know, that's when you get into these gray areas of, well, I said we weren't X, Y, and Z. And we're going to have a conversation about that in this episode, all while talking to Kelly and hopefully get some clarity of like, how, how can we avoid? Because like, it's a fascinating thing. This Right, because we don't really have the infrastructure, I feel like, for modern dating because the only real rule we have is like, if you're exclusive, you don't fuck other people. Like that seems to be like one of the few it, right? agreed upon rules. And we don't really have like, we haven't necessarily established like, Yes, it's obviously people want to do check-ins and be proactive and be communicative, but what that actually looks like is so unclear. So it's like very hard, I think, to hold people accountable because we don't necessarily have the shared language or shared expectations of how to treat people in the age of online dating and a million options. Yeah, it's a wild world out there. Wild, wild world. And we're, we're here just to try to find some nuggets of wisdom. And because, uh, yeah, I mean, this clearly, this, be, this became this phenomenon. It resonated. You had, you had, yeah, it resonated with a lot of women. People were like, who's the West Elm Caleb in D.C.? Seattle, Chicago. Because clearly this type of behavior is going on with a lot of, of men. I don't think it's exclusive to men. I think there's a different version of this when it comes to... Uh, the fuckboys can be women. No, I, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. like, am I West Elm Caleb? Yeah. No, it's not. No, that's the thing. No, it, you know, but we... It's not... Like yeah, this guy this guy re- is is become a metaphor. He represents a type of behavior, and certainly a lot of men are guilty of it. But I think if we're being honest, men and women are because we're we're we we like the options we're getting, you know. And we'll talk, you know. We it's yeah, well we get into it. We yeah, get into and it. I think what you're saying relates to the mediation call we have on this episode, where it's like sometimes you just need someone to blame that's not yourself. Yep, and uh, stay tuned. That uh, nice nice plug there, Amanda. Uh, Week two of mediation, money, some money problems, but uh, ever ever paid off your partner? Yeah, money problems from two people who are like doing fine, like <laughs> not, with yeah, money. not money problems in a way. Like they're not struggling financially, but there you is a them fight off. about them off. money. There is a hush payment. <laughs> There's a hush payment. Phenomenal. Uh, be sure to check that out. More, uh, well, just just keep listening. Really. Um, anything else? Sending your questions to ask Nick at castmedia.com, cast with a K. Uh, submit your uh, questions for Ask Nick on Mondays, uh, your mediation questions, your fighting with your partner. Or friends. Or friends. Coworkers. Your coworkers. Uh, we need both of you. For the ones that's relationship-driven, ladies, we appreciate you getting your guys to come on because we know some of them might be more reluctant. But I'll tell you what, if, if you've listened to our mediation, it's, it's, we're, we really mediate. We don't pick sides in fact, in some of these cases, it's been more like, I feel like the guys have been like, fuck, thank, thank God I called. I think, I think we tend to leave people better than we found them. Yeah, I don't know. Slightly. Mm-hmm. So, well, here's our episode. Morgan, thanks for coming. 
No problem. I'm excited. As I told my audience, I found you on TikTok. So what do you think about my TikTok? It's great. Really? Yeah. Because I have a lot of men that hate my TikTok. Why do you… Because you talk a lot about relationships and dating. You refer to yourself as the big sister. Yeah. And that's mostly because I shit on a lot of men. But it's not… Here's the thing. I've had a lot of experience with horrible guys. And I think that's why I take it's it like out on TikTok. It's like my diary. Perfect guest for this episode. Amazing. And what are these horror stories and why? I mean, you don't, I okay. don't, we don't need every horror story. But I'm, I'm not sur- going to give you I'm, every horror story. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a, the one that really okay. got you. And then you must have had some sort of like aha moment. And, and then you use that to create this platform. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So basically how my platform even got big is I did… I went through this awful breakup with this guy who I'm not going to talk ill of because I do see him around still. Um, And it was just horrible and it was so hard for me to like cope with it. Like I missed him so much and I didn't know how to react. And he kept like gaslighting me and coming back and then leaving and coming back and leaving. It's it's like a typical thing. It was a roller coaster of emotions that I really couldn't mentally deal with. And I just started using TikTok as my diary and… I started doing an everyday growth series where I kind of just watched my own progress. And it really made me, it made me feel so much better to watch myself grow. And like, and like, I feel like so many girls related to it because for some reason, a lot of girls are going through breakups at the same time. It was Mm -hmm. the end of summer. I'm, I mean, it makes sense. But anyways, I would watch my growth the entire time. And there would be days where there were horrible days. Like I wanted to die. Like I couldn't, wake up. I didn't want to brush my teeth in the morning. I didn't want to take a shower. I just wanted to f- to sit there and just mope in my own sorrows. And then I was like, I have a job. And at the time I wasn't doing social media. I was just, I actually had a normal job. Like I worked with influencers at Triller. And so I actually had to get up and do things. And I was so miserable, like to a point where I, I couldn't be happy at work. And I would start filming myself just throughout the day, just, you know, when I'm good and when I'm bad and when I'm good and when I'm bad. And it started being a very cinematic thing where people just started relating to it and it made people feel like they weren't alone. And in a way, it made me feel like I wasn't alone because you got so much support in your comments. And so the platform just started growing and growing and growing because people wanted to see how long is it going to take her to move on. But it came to a point where I would hear so many people talking the amount of shit a person could talk. And then my ex and his friends talking about like, how crazy is this girl for doing things like this? Like, why is she exposing this? But after he would talk shit about me, he'd call me and be like, I really miss you. Like, I'm so sorry that you feel this way. Like, Was blah, he blah. talking shit online as well too? No. Or just his friend? No, no his but I would never even mention his name online. Everyone that He knew, was just a him, the ex. He was just a him, the yeah. ex. And everyone that knew about it, they knew about it. And they knew what I was going through. And it came to a point where it got so big that the people were talking that were talking so much shit actually started defending me. And like making it so like they understood where I was coming from. Because they started relating to it. And I'm just like… I, I'm not friends with majority of the people anymore. Because I feel like you talked so much shit about me. It made me feel worse about my situation. You weren't even there for me at all. But when I started getting bigger on social media, you're like, all right, cool. Like, you know what? I get her. I understand her. Like, no, you don't understand me. You see a following. You see that people actually like relate to me and they want to talk to me now. And now you want to talk to me. Relationships are hard. They need the maintenance. What if there was like an app that you could 
use, play, entertain yourselves with your partner that would also simultaneously like help you guys, you know, get more intimate and learn things about each other. Well, there is, and it's called Relish. It's an amazing app that is helping couples reconnect like never before. They have hundreds of interactive quizzes, games, and exercises all grounded in relationship science that have been proven to help couples feel more connected. And you can even check in each week to see your progress and how you're both feeling. The quizzes are fun. And that's uh, my and Natalie's favorite part. We, we, we use Relish. It's been really fun to always be like, hey, let's do this. And it's amazing. We always learn something new about one another when we use Relish. It really is just kind of prompts. Uh, and again, like it's... You, it's just so easy to get comfortable in your routine and relationships. And sometimes that thing gets things stale and uh, relish is helping uh, couples worldwide and us uh, keep things uh, growing. Think of relish is a great, great way to get some of the results that you're looking for. Relish is offering our listeners 50% off their relationship subscription. Go to hellorelish.com slash V I A L L to receive 50% off today. That is hellorelish.com slash V I A L L today. Hopefully if you use relish, you might not need mediation from me. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but either way, even the happiest of couples can benefit from the things that are going on in relish. I can tell you that much. Hair story. Whoo, God, our hair. Hair story was created by the founder of Bumble and Bumble. Ooh, I use Bumble and Bumble in my hair. That's the good good. Yeah, that's right. With the help of a team of hair industry vets with over 50 years of experience, Hair Story's mission is to lead the sustainable hair care movement and change the hair care industry by rejecting detergent-based shampoos and developing cleansing creams that are kinder on the hair and scalp and kinder to the environment. I mean, you've been bragging about Hair Story ever since uh, you started using it, have you not? Boy, have I. I used it for the first time. I was a little bit not skeptical, but it's like the texture is different. And so I was like, I was like, is this going to clean my hair? Because I have very fine hair. And so it's like, it'll get greasy. It did a really good job. And the scalp brush that I got with it was awesome. Like I gave myself a little scalp massage massage to like really get it in there. And I was really pleased with it. I finished up with the like oil situation and it rocked. Like I genuinely, I used hair story and I feel like my hair is like shinier than usual. It looks great. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. It's amazing the crap we put on our hair thinking it's doing good and yet it's doing bad, but not with hair story. A little bit about the hairstyling balm. For anyone who's always running out the door and wants to ditch blow-drying hair, this gives you the perfect hair-drying hair after the shower without the, the blow-drying. And you can have all the benefits if you check out hair story at hairstory.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L to get 15% off your first purchase. That is H-A-I-R-S-T-O-R-Y.com. And use promo code V-I-A-L-L to get 15% off. What was the thing about your breakup that you found your audience related to you the most about? I think the thing, like, what happened during the breakup or how I was just feeling. Yeah, yeah, what happened, like, the… Well, I got cheated on. Okay. Which is such a common thing now. Hey. Like, I mean, have you ever cheated on someone? No. Okay, that's good. But I've been cheated on. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the best time of my life. Oh, amazing. Well… It, it, not in the moment. No? It was, it was a pivotal time in my life. All right. So, I, 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 it for me, and I've said it, it's, it's how I met my ego. Really? Yeah. It's. It was like I had this kind of like. Did she cheat on you when you were dating, or was it more like you guys were seeing each we other? We were engaged. Oh my. God. God, that's worse. My sister got cheated on when she was engaged too. It's yeah. horrible. And people think that girls aren't aren't as bad as guys, but girls are just as bad as yeah, guys. People are 
we've, and we'll talk about this in this episode, and you're like the perfect guest for this. Um, yeah, we've become sloppier daters. Oh, we've yeah. been given this incredible access with technology, with social media and yeah. the DMs and this what feels like an infinite amount of dating apps, an infinite amount of access to people. And like we got it too fast. Like we don't, and that's not an excuse for this bad behavior yeah. we're seeing with this West Elm Caleb and other people, but it's not, you know, a lot of men doing a lot of shitty things and being very sloppy, but we as people, men, women, gay, straight, we, we've become sloppier because we have so much access. We have so much access. And yeah. we're always, we're all in our own feelings. And it's, yeah. uh, and it's easy to think, why me? What did I do wrong? How could this happen to me? And yeah. you know, when I got cheated, it was a lot of like, how, how could this happen to me? Yeah. And then I just started like accepting that it can happen to anyone. Yeah. I think also dating apps and the social media. Yeah. Like, it gives people access to like, you know, you know, we live in LA. So we talk about what it's like to live in LA or mm. date in LA, but you know, dating in New York or whatever, people are watching this unfold and dating in these smaller towns, I think is already starting to turn into like what it would, what it used to be like to date in LA. Yeah. You know, you have this kind of drama within communities in these small cities and all this access and it's all it is is drama, right? Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's dramatic dating and that's how uh, these, uh, what these dating apps have, have created. Amanda, if you could, for our audience, before our, our caller called in and she just entered the room, I see on Zoom, bring our audience up to speed. For those of the people who aren't familiar with the West Elm Caleb drama, okay. give us a quick elevator speech on what we're dealing with. And, yeah. and what we're going to talk about. So if you're like, who is West Elm Caleb? The short of it is that someone posted a TikTok talking about a negative dating experience they'd had with the Caleb. Now, this was not West Elm Caleb, but in the comments, people were like, West Elm Caleb, West Elm Caleb. Because this is a man who, on the New York dating scene, dating apps, I think Hinge is his uh, medium of choice, has had a lot of interactions with women that have left them feeling like trash. And so it's sparked a national conversation about Caleb's actions uh, throughout TikTok. More and more people are kind of coming forward. For example, one woman who was involved with him for quite some time uh, went on, realized that the night that she'd gone on a date with him, like another girl had woken up in his bed. Like yeah, it was just that's like Kelly, who we're going to be speaking with momentarily. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll leave we'll that. We'll be getting her story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically like everything from like he was, what was he doing is he was, sort of, some people are calling it love bombing. He was sending a lot of really affectionate, high key messages saying stuff like, I'm going to delete this app sometimes before they'd met, sometimes after only one or two dates. He was also sending the same playlist to every girl just with a different title, which I think is like, wow. And that's the thing I think we want to talk about is, and you asked me, Morgan, yeah. when I said it, like, what is responsible online dating? Because at the end of the day, that's what this like discussion is about is this West Elm Caleb guy seems to have not been reckless. Pretty All right, let's bring, in, let's bring in Kelly. I know she's been waiting. Thank you for joining us. Um, all right, let's get, let's get in. This is Morgan, by the way. She hey, is my guest today and she's going to help me uh, ask some questions. Amanda, my assistant, gave me a breakdown of the whole West Elm Caleb saga. But from your perspective, you, I don't know if you like started it, but you actually dated this person. And 
We'll just refer to him as Wes M. Caleb. We don't want to give any of his personal information out. We know that that's been kind of... Anti-doxing on the show. Anti-doxing on the show. Um, but you hung out with this person and, and walk us through what that relationship was and, and why did you feel wronged? And then I want to hear from you is like, why do you feel like this became such a TikTok phenomenon and a kind of a cultural reaction from the women in New York or, or women all over the country? Yeah, so I matched with this man on Hinge um, and we talked for a week and then we decided to go on a date. So we went on a date. Um, we did like three back-to-back dates, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it was very intense, very fast. Um, and then the next six weeks we were dating each other. So we were going on dates, um, like getting dinner together, going to museums. Um, he would text me. Like every day throughout the day, we would end the nights that we didn't see each other on FaceTime. Um, so it was like a, not an official relationship, but we were definitely seeing each other. I was told that his parents knew about me. I was told that he was deleting his dating apps. So I was, I was excited. Like this was the first time I had a crush on a man in New York City in a very long time. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, but that shifted. Um, I was ghosted for like 12 hours last weekend. Um, and I was confused because we had just spent the day together. Things were great. And I hadn't heard from him. And when I addressed that, he just said he needed some time. He had to think about some things. And then I logged on to TikTok and I saw somebody talking about West Ham Caleb. And at that moment, I sent him a TikTok and I was like, did you immediately you make ex- a connection? Because I'm assuming you, you knew his name and you knew where he worked. Yes. So I was like, how many Caleb's can work in his office place? I'm not sure. It also like his um, height. But he hadn't mentioned any. Highly discussed. This is a tall gentleman. I feel like that was a big part of it for some reason. Yeah, I am. I'm a tall queen. I'm five foot ten. So... I meet very little men who are taller than me. So that too, I was like, okay, tall man works at the same place, same name. This is a little too coincidental. Um, So then I sent him that and he replied saying that he didn't think it was him. Like this woman had a large following. So I was like, okay. Oh, you confronted him. And he's like, I don't think it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So did you believe him though? Yeah. No. Okay. At that point, I just I was like, okay. I just I don't know why I find it so comical that he was like, I don't think it's I'm not me. positive it's actually like me. either it's like yeah, it's definitely not me. <laughs> or, yeah, he's like, there's another Caleb in accounting six five. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a large company. Who the like? I could be anyone, you know. Like also, wait, I, have I don't a question. think it's me. Like maybe did he lose his job? Like did he? I don't know. I hope he didn't. He was good at his job. Was really he? good at his job. So yeah. Um, yeah, was I, his I job communications or something? No, he, he designed furniture. He designed furniture? So that's the thing. That's why I think that's part of the phenomenon. Let me know about you, what you think, Kelly. But here's this 6'4", and we're not showing his picture, but his picture is all over the internet. Yeah. He has this mustache. He's, people have been referring to him as kind of art, this artsy guy. A man and I were talking about He's an attractive guy. I think it's, he's a, obtainably hot. Okay. And I feel like there's this, it's like he's a character out of a Sex in the City episode. For sure. You know, where he's this tall, he designs furniture. He's Aiden, except not, he's the shittier version of Aiden. Sure, right? Yeah. And, and I think 
that's why it's like he's he seems like the dream. Like yeah, the he could have been Aiden. Yeah, maybe that's perfectly said. Yeah. Anyway, is yeah. that 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 because there seems to be an, a, a specific fascination with this guy. Uh, yeah, like his resume I, is like oh the per you know a, a six four furniture designing hipster. He's yeah. really good on paper. Yeah. Exactly. And my friends even like made jokes. They were like, this is your Aiden and sex in the city. And I was like, you're right. Like what could go wrong here? Um, a lot, but, um, um, all right. So back to when he, you know, he didn't return your text or whatever. He fell off the grid for, for 12 hours and then you confronted him. And then where did we go from there? I saw another um, woman's TikToks where she was describing dates that they had gone on um, at the same time I was dating him. So oh. this was within like 12 hours. So, so she she's also these- talking about West Elm Caleb. He, you're not sure if it's the same guy. He doesn't think it's him. And then you reached out to, to Kate. Or, I'm sorry, you reached out uh, to her. I know it's, it's, it's her name's Kate. Yeah, yes. sorry. yeah, I reached out to Kate because they had like posted a picture of the back of him. And I was like, Oh, I know that that back back of his head looks really familiar. Um, so I had messaged her and I was explaining to her like, Hey, I don't know how serious you two are. I just want to let you know that I was dating this man recently and I just been ghosted out of the blue. And I thought we were pretty serious, like not official, but very serious. And I just want to make sure you're aware of this so you don't get hurt. Um, and at first I was told like he sort of denied dating me for a while, but then he came around and was like, oh yeah, actually I did just see her Saturday. Um, so yeah. And then he sent me an apology sort of, but it was very much like copy and pasted towards some other people. So I didn't take it too seriously. And I just, I haven't talked to him since. And our goal here is like, just so you know, Kelly, we're, we're using this story as a way to like discuss, like how do we like, how do we all do better? Like online dating, everyone's sloppy to a certain extent. We're, you know, we may not be West Elm Caleb, but, you know, with so much access to people uh, and dating and people aren't defining relationships and hookup culture, feelings are getting hurt across the aisles, so to speak. And so I guess when you say like, I think a common thing that's very relatable and what a lot of people seem to relate to you is, this kind of in-between period. Like you said, yeah, we were dating. He talked about parents. He told me he was getting off the app. Did you ever try to define the relationship with this guy? Or it almost sounds like you were just like, oh, he's, he's saying all these things. So like, why didn't you try to define it if you didn't to say, hey, I like you. I'm excited about you. Let's, let's put a label on this. We've been hanging out for a month now. And I'm only hanging out with you. Like what stopped you from just getting that security that I'm assuming anyone in your position would want? Also, were you talking to other people too? Like during it? You stopped talking fully to other people. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, And you base it off the premise of like, I'm not on Hinge anymore. And my mom knows about you. Yeah. So we had like a discussion prior where um, he had said, he's like, I'm a little confused on your intentions. I don't really know what they are. And I had blatantly said, like, you're the only person I'm dating right now. So I would like to see where this goes. I'm not saying I want to be completely exclusive with you yet, but you are the only person I'm dating. Let me ask you a question. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Well, I'm, it's a serious question. And I'm not, 
what made you want to immediately disqualify what you actually wanted by, you know, hey, I like where this is going. I'm not saying blah, blah, blah. And everyone fucking says that these days. But why, like, why do you think that is? Why are we, why when he asked you what you wanted, did you first say what you wanted? And then without, without even like putting a period in there, you tried to like downplay what you actually said you wanted by being like, I'm not saying I want it. Cause it, you did. If you want, if, is it safe to say that in that moment, if you, he would have said, you want to be my girlfriend? You would have said yes at some point, right? That's at some point. At back then, I don't think, well, not knowing what you know now, but when you yeah. were, when you stopped dating other people, you were into them. You thought this guy was Aiden from Sex in the City. Yeah. I, I take a very controversial approach in dating where I don't like to date multiple people at once because okay. um, it's, it's awesome. emotionally and like physically exhausting for me. Um, but in that moment, he, I had a crush on him and I was interested in him, but I don't think I knew enough about him to be like, you're my boyfriend. I'm ready to commit to you. Sort of like, uh, I enjoy spending time with you and I don't want to see other people right now, but I don't know if I want this to but be. Why, do, why are people making that distinction? Were you scared of being rejected? Like, were you scared of him saying, I actually don't want to be exclusive? If you said, I want to be exclusive, were you scared of that at all? Like, did you, were you scared no. it's going to scare him away or make him be like, oh, actually, this isn't going to work? Because no, that's I like don't a normal think so. response. Yeah, I've been rejected before. I've been in like situationships with people where we both aren't like exclusively dating each other and we're dating separately, but. I don't think I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid of getting into a relationship that I later would regret in a way or like be like, okay, this isn't for me. I wish I would have waited a while. That's fair. You know, it's interesting and I think it's very relatable, but also like I'm just trying to understand why we do that. And I've talked a little bit about this on the show before is that very gray area when it comes to dating. Because here you are, Kelly, you're saying, I liked this guy. We were spending all this time together. We're saying good morning and good night via Facebook. He, we're, I'm not hanging. I'm, you're giving him all your energy. I mean, that, that's, you sounded like you were being a really great girlfriend in an early stages of a relationship. And it's like we, we want to wait to like say, oh, you be my boyfriend and girlfriend. We're treating defining a relationship like getting engaged these days. I mean, what do you think a relationship is though? A relationship at the end of it? If you go into a relationship thinking, we're going to break up. That relationship's never going to last. And I'm sorry. It's just, it's just true. You're thinking about it as an experience other than you're actually trying to spend your life with someone and start your life with someone and want to have kids or want to get married. Like that's what dating is. Dating is supposed to be that. That's what it was like in the olden days when- I know. You know what I mean? We're trying to have our olden day. We're trying to have the olden days with- with apps and hookup culture. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's a, but then that's how, you know what I'm saying? Because like, imagine the, like, you were like, I, I don't want him to be my boyfriend, but I do want to give him, you were, it sounded like you were giving him all your energy outside of whatever you do during your day and your job and your friends. But like all your romantic energy was put into this guy. And yet you were like, I'm, I don't want to call him my boyfriend yet. And 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 you were giving this person this out to say, no matter what he did, well, you're not my girlfriend. I do. Okay. So I agree with you. But also I think like there's different stages of commitment, you know, like that first stage, like, hey, are we exclusive? Are we going to be okay? Then the next stage, like, 
now we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Next stage, like I'm gonna introduce you to my parents. Yeah, but um, you're tre- you were treating him as if he was your boyfriend yeah. without the title. You were giving him everything without the title. Yeah. In Kelly's defense, she was also getting that back from him. Yes, oh, no, exactly. No. You guys we're were not, basically boyfriend and girlfriend no, without a title. Kelly, we're not coming at you. No, this no, no. Is, this is everyone is doing this. And the point is like, like this is also not letting Wesson Caleb off the hook. Yeah, he sucks. But we're trying to like, how do we avoid like <laughs> these situations that people are getting themselves in of investing so much? And why aren't we asking whether you want to call it boyfriend and girlfriend, I don't give a shit about the label. But like setting more upfront expectations around like, all right, listen, I don't care what you call it, but I just need to know, are you, you're not sleeping with anyone else? You're definitely like, you're getting as much in return as you are giving. And I feel like a lot of people, like a lot, and man, it, it depends. It depends on whoever has the power. Whoever feels like they have less power, whoever is like hoping that person likes them, is. They, they just want some answers. Whether it's just like, well, I'm off the apps. Oh, you're off the apps? Great. That's all I need to know. And then like, they just, I'll just assume everything yeah. else is the way I want it. And these these situations happen where, you know, well, it's shitty. This guy is going, he's clearly, he was lying to you, you know, without question. And that's, regardless of the title, you're investing in someone who's lying to you and that makes them shitty. Mm. But how do we avoid finding out the truth how do we find out the truth faster rather than finding out because like a tiktok not phenomenon if this didn't happen would you have ever found out no you'd still be hanging Probably out with this not. guy no i'd be ghosted so it'd be okay <laughs> well i actually have a question how uh how did you feel about not making it exclusive but what if he was sleeping with other people and didn't use a condom maybe got a girl pregnant maybe gave you an std how does that make you feel because usually yeah. when you're saying you're you're not exclusive, you kind of have to still make boundaries for your own safety. Yeah. And that's something else I've thought about too. Um, I was completely unaware of what other activities he was doing with other people. Yeah. Um, so did he it, ever it say he wasn't me. sleeping with other people and did he lie about it? Or did you hope he wasn't? Because he said he was off the I apps. had hoped he wasn't. I didn't explicitly outright ask, which was an issue. This is, we're all mine, learning, but, yeah. We're all learning. Yeah, yep. yeah. But based on his attitude and how I was quite literally talking to him every day, I had expected, I don't know where he would get the time. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. That's okay. You know, we live and we learn. That makes me so sad. Did he send you a playlist too? <laughs> He did. And yeah. I called him out list? because I saw he had multiple. I, I, <laughs> what, the, what is on be, this playlist? Be, is it the love only, songs? Like, what is it? Um, a lot of like LCD sounds. Apparently, it was like the Smiths um, or like a real okay. kind of emo kind of. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I actually, didn't know any of the songs. I don't think, I think the playlist is something like to snark about and make fun of. I think it's so funny. It's like giving someone a mixtape back in the exactly. days. You know? But I don't think exactly. it's actually that bad. If the whole thing was like, this guy's no. going around sending women no, playlists, it's bad. like whatever. It's just funny. But it's, uh, to me, it sounds like his big crimes are the lying about being off the apps because he knew, it sounds like he was smart enough to know how women he was dating were taking that. It was his way of 
giving a false sense of security to these women that he was dating yeah. without having to say, I'm not sleeping with anyone else. I'm not, I'm, I'm your boyfriend or whatever. And so like the meeting of the parents, it's like, oh yeah, my mom. Wait, did he meet your parents? No. Oh, okay. No, but he said, like, okay. my mom knows about you. These kind of vague… I hate when guys like, say these, that. They always I guess say breadcrumbs, if you… Yeah, bread, yeah I guess, they're breadcrumbing you, know, you. And just, like, these little things. But I'm not really saying anything. And when push comes to su- shove, he can still say, what are, what are you talking about? Well, like, yeah. I mean, we're not dating. We're I not, wasn't exactly. lying, technically. I wasn't, wasn't… Yeah. I'm not… You're not my girlfriend. I am off I don't owe you But anything, I, I met her at the grocery store. I don't fucking know. Like, whatever. Yeah. Well, Kelly… Thanks for for jumping on. We appreciate it. Any final thoughts that you want to leave our audience with? Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, like dating multiple people with good communication is completely normal. But I think dating multiple people in like the end goal to be exclusive or dating them as if you're exclusive, exclusive is very, very interesting. So I just find it, can I ask you yeah, one question? Ahead. What is something you've learned from this experience that, you, if anything, that you plan on changing about your behavior and how you date to help you avoid this in the future? Yeah. Um, well, first, I'm going to avoid some dating apps for a while. Um, the second is I'm going to address red flags right away as soon as I see them um, and not attempt to make them green flags. So... Were, do you, do you remember wished- some red flags that he showed you that you look back and thought, I should have looked into that? Yeah, like I, I had to change plans and um, he became upset and sort of like turned it around and I became uh-huh. sort of the bad guy. So I was made to feel bad. I was ignored for several hours and was told that he was like emotionally hurt because of this um, when the plans were not like concrete. Um, so I was immediately, like, it wasn't a conversation. It was straight the turnaround back onto myself. Um, and that I was like, oh, maybe he's just a little sad. And so he manipulated you into thinking that you were a bad guy. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to be, as soon as that, I'm going to, I'm going to have fewer, um, red flag allowances, um, before I end things. So that's my goal. All right. Good for you. All right. Well, we appreciate you sharing your story with us. It's Thanks. been a, a fascinating internet journey. <laughs> say the least. Yes. Yeah, it has. And good luck yeah, with finding love. We're rooting yeah, for you. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. You'll find it. Don't worry. All right. Bye-bye, Kelly. Bye. All right. Bye, y'all. I didn't want to tell Kelly because she didn't ask for my advice, but yeah, I, I hope in the future she also like won't hope that someone's not doing… She, I, I hope she won't get her answers… Like we always talk about like words over actions, which yeah. true. Um, but I think sometimes we, they'll give us a real small, uh, I guess a breadcrumb or whatever, a yeah. small action. And then mm-hmm. we will paint this big canvas of what that means about everything else we hope they are doing. Like that part of, well, I just, I just assumed he wouldn't be hooking up with other people because I didn't think I had time. And I feel like modern dating a lot of times is like, having a period of time of like kind of keeping the chase to some degree, even though it's like you're FaceTiming, yeah. you're saying goodnight, you're obviously like spending the most time with each other. Yeah. But it's like, I think it's, it seems like the only path forward is just like keeping the chase going long enough that like 
the hope is that someone will like develop genuine feelings for you. Yeah. I think especially like from a female perspective, it sometimes feels like like, oh, you have to keep him like intrigued and kind of like keep the competitive. Yeah. But they don't love you. They love the thought that of you because they can't obtain you. And right. then when they do have you and you give them everything, it's like, oh, ac- nope. Actually, just stay over there. I'm, I'm not actually into this anymore. And it happens a lot. It's happened to me m- millions of times. And it hurts. And it sucks. Do you plan on changing your approach? I've changed my approach. How I've so? already changed it. Like, well, I… I- I stay, I stay in, okay, this is what I do. So basically, I'll be talking to a guy. I'll scope out the red flags and see how they talk about their ex, how they talk to sure. their mom. Like, I'll, I'll watch those things because how a man talks about their ex is how they're going to talk about you if you guys ever end. And so I'll watch those things. And then seeing how he reacts to if I talk about guys and seeing how that makes him feel. And then that's how I kind of know, like, how he feels about me if he gets really upset about it or he like keeps bringing it up in like tiny conversations. Like I see that and I see if that's affecting him, then maybe he does really care about me and he doesn't want me talking to other people. And then we'll have the conversation more like not a massive conversation, but it's like, what are we doing here? Like, do you want to be exclusive? Like we don't have to make it boyfriend and girlfriend, but I would like to know that you're not hooking up with anyone else and you actually see a future with this because I don't want to waste my time and I don't want you to waste yours. And that's kind of how I've been approaching it now other than saying, you know what? I want to be with you. Let's be together. Because it it scares people. What do you think? I think it all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think both. The way you did it is effective, but I empathize with how that feels. Yeah. Right? So I think in the perfect world, you combine both. Because like, listen, it's it's dating, it's relationships. There's no like clear playbook of how to go about it. Right? Yeah. But I do think we get ourselves in trouble by avoiding asking direct questions or, sure. or, or, or just simply stating what we want mm-hmm. at the risk of not hearing it. Yeah. Um, but it sounds to me like you're more willing to do a little more vetting and thoughtful questions and pay attention to what they're saying yeah. A little bit more deliberately so that when you are, you're like, you feel a little bit less vulnerable putting it out there. Yeah. I just feel like uh, sometimes we, in this kind of hookup culture, situationship world we're in, it's just very easy. Like, you st- we, we're just, we're having sex and then we're getting to know each other. And maybe it's a guy thing, but like, men are very reluctant to give that up. That like what sex? Sex without responsibility. Okay. And and, and, and expect or expectations. Relationships are expectations. What do you expect of me? What do I expect of you? Like sacrifice. You know, I, ex- I expect. I don't. You know, you don't. You know, make these rules. But like, and I think when we are dating, and we start hooking up, and we all have the best intentions, and then it's like, hey, it's everyone wants to be true, cool. Yet the. The cool girl, the cool chicks. Want to be, I want to be cool. I don't want them to think I'm crazy. You know, a lot of that comes from the pressure uh, of men. But either way, it's a pressure women are feeling of not wanting to feel crazy because they've been told they're crazy by other guys. Yeah. And so simultaneously, like, oh, we're, we're having sex. And then you've been having this like sex. And I honestly, I haven't had to do much for it. And all of a sudden, someone's here with like knocking on your door with like, 
expect like a it's like here's the bill here's come do it's weird though because like why why do guys want to chase so hard for things that they're gonna get in the end like I just don't get it like if if you really like a girl and a girl really likes you and having sex with her is easy that sh- that should be normal but it's not normal it's just like oh this is boring now and like I know the chase is like I don't think you should ever stop trying in a relationship I think that's totally. what keeps it like interesting but I think it's I think it's a little more complicated well, also yeah. speaking of never stop trying in a relationship we do have our mediation callers ready okay so we'll, we'll jump into that one more final thought though <laughs> I just think I think it's I think it's more complicated because we're also judging people for having exes mm-hmm. we're afraid of getting it wrong yeah men and women so we're both like I don't know if, I don't know if we should call this boyfriend and girlfriend yet I don't think it's just as simple as always like the guy likes to chase and the mm-hmm. women like to be chased and all that. But we are, I think it comes back to all this access we have mm-hmm. in terms of options of dating. And we have 10 matches on yeah. four different apps and three conversations and yeah. two of them seem nice. And, you know, yeah. and it's just like, well, who should I pick? But also, how do you know if someone's actually attractive online? You're basing it fully based off their attract, or like how attractive they are. I'm a huge are. advocate of, the, of one thing the pandemic gave us. It's normalizing Zoom dates. What? If, I would never. Oh, I would never. Hear me out. Hear me mm-hmm. out, Morgan. I know, I know we got to get to You know who media. we have a Zoom date with? Yeah. <laughs> Our mediation. Oh, sorry. It's free. Okay. It's, it's free. It, you can just qualify them. 10 minutes. How do they sound like? What do they talk like? What are their inflections? Like, what if they walk weird? Or what if they have bad breath? Or what if they smell gross? Fine. You can't do that. <laughs> more, I have so many things. More information you can find out, but it's a lot, you can get a lot more information than they're like, I like to travel and make people laugh. And their four pest pictures their friend picked of them that are maybe from five months ago. But what if they smell bad? Well, that, that you're going to have to meet them in person. Mm-hmm. But it's an ick. Shall we get to, of course it's an ick. <laughs> it's so gross. All right, let's get you ready for mediation. Yeah. <laughs> I just always want to say thanks. Like, not that we give guys credit they don't really deserve. But Joe, are you the person who listened to this podcast? Uh, no disrespect, but I'm absolutely not the person. Yeah, no, I figured. <laughs> but thanks, for being, thanks for being a trooper is my point. What's up, Nicole and Joe? I appreciate you guys calling in. Who wants to uh, start with uh, telling the story? Uh, the the I fight. Can, I can start it off here. All right, what's so. the fight about? Okay, so uh, we took our first trip together just after New Year's. Uh, We went skiing to the mountains about 10 hours away from where we live with a few other couples. Um, Had a great trip, came home, and I was about to start doing my laundry. And I was looking around for my bag of dirty clothes. And it was nowhere to be found. So I, my heart sank. Um, I ran downstairs, asked Joe if he knew where the bag had been placed or where it was, if it was still in the truck. Um, he immediately was like, what bag? And I was like, the bag that I gave you this morning when we were loading the vehicle. Um, like I gave you my luggage and I gave you my laundry bag and told you to put them anywhere in the vehicle. I didn't need to access them during the 10 hour journey back home. Um, and he did not know what I was talking about. So I got a little bit upset, um, maybe a little bit more than a little bit upset. I was fuming. Um, 
we went out to the vehicle to check if it was maybe still in the bed of the truck or the box of the truck. It was not in there, nowhere to be found. We messaged the rest of the group um, and nobody had the bag. So and this is this dirty yeah, laundry in the bag? This is just like every single outfit, bathing suit, towel, okay. everything okay. I Don't wore add it up. for the like, whole Clothes trip. you like. Yeah. Like a full... Okay, well, <laughs> disclaimer... I used a garbage bag to put all of the clothes into. I mean, you're a not going to get a white garbage. any criticism from a guy who moved by throwing <laughs> all his clothes into a garbage bag. I also do that on trips yeah. too. So no judgment yeah, on this I, side I, of the aisle. Well, then what happened? What's, Wait, what's, what's, the, like, fight about, what, what's the fight about? How did Joe okay, react? So what are you mad about? Basically, he had no clue what I was talking about. Um, I was like, how do you not know what I'm talking about? We basically just went back and forth at each other. I was not very nice to him. Um, said a few things that I probably, uh, what well, did I she did say Joe? afterwards. Joe, what did she say? It was, uh, I kind of blanked after a bit, but it was a bit of a Royal Rumble showdown. <laughs> but the key okay. fact is that we did figure out after about 10 minutes of yelling at each other, the garbage bag most likely went into the garbage. And never into the truck. Someone thought it was a bag, a bag of cans or whatever. So around five hundred dollars worth of clothes ended up in the garbage. Yeah, but is so that we found your that fault? Out and, oh. Well, I didn't think it was my fault, and then Nicole didn't think it was her fault, and then that was kind of where the mm-hmm. fight really, uh, really got going. All right, so and then it's the clothes are have yet to be. They've never been found. They are still MIA. The, the clothes uh, have never been like also like, forever. Who threw it out? Uh, we don't know. Housekeeping. Like, I, so oh. What happened is I handed him both of the bags and he took them outside to the vehicle. Um, and I'm not sure if when we were like loading other stuff, if it got taken out and set like on the snow, uh, it also could have blended into the snow because there was like a few feet of snow on the ground and it was a white garbage bag. So it could have just been like left in the driveway. It definitely wasn't in the house that we were staying in. Um, we messaged the landlords and everything and couldn't track the bag down basically. So, so yeah, never when you got guys the bag were back. fighting or I don't know if this is still a thing. I, I mean, question for both of you, like what about this situation or this fight upset you the most, Joe? And same question for you, Nicole. Um, I was mainly upset because he kept denying that he had even like touched the bag. Like he just didn't know what I was talking about apparently. So I was, that just kept getting me more and more upset. So I was like, how do you not know? Like I gave you the bag. Did you think he was like pretending he didn't know? Or were you just mad in general that he wasn't giving you the answer you wanted? (laughs) At first, I was mad. I thought he was pretending. Like, I thought he was just like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble kind of thing. And that was his story and he was sticking to it. But then after we, like, settled down a bit and talked it out without yelling, um, then I believed him. I I hope. Okay, that, I have a question. All right, the Morgan, truth. Morgan's <laughs> got a question. I got a question. And please don't take this the wrong way or get upset about this. But when you say this story out loud, do you realize it's really not that big of a deal? Like, oh, 100%. Oh, okay. I just want, I just want to know, honestly, because like uh, when I say stories out loud that I'm upset about, I just realize like, oh, this actually isn't. Well, I that think that's big what I think deal. is the most fun about this mediation thing yeah. that we're doing is there's always some sort of like, <laughs> 
what else is going on or why did you guys start screaming at each other? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you listened last week, Nicole, to like taco night. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it was like a whole other thing. Joe, I'm curious from your end, like what, what were you thinking this whole thing and how are you feeling about this now? And are like, do you still have frustrations about that situation and how it was handled? Uh, like, where are you at? No, no, not at all. We're, we're great now. Um, like, we can look back and laugh about it now. I think I was more so upset because, like uh, you said before, like, it wasn't a big deal. Worst case scenario, we buy some new clothes, which I ended up paying for the cost of whatever the clothes were in the bag. But, yeah, you got the bill. So just, Damn. I got the bill. Yeah. I bought, I, I, she didn't make me pay. Like I volunteered to replace the clothes. Oh, that's nice um, of you. But so that was more so what I was upset about. And I think also like the whole denying, like I did deny it because I genuinely didn't remember what happened with it. But also this was like four days on a trip. I was really sore from snowboarding and you know, a couple of drinks, a little foggy. We all had COVID. So like my brain was about two out of 10 function the morning at, that it did happen. Well, so, that probably is why you guys are so frustrated. Like I would be frustrated too if I feel sick, I'm groggy, I'm sore. I would feel that way too. You lose so much, you lose so much of your temper when you feel like shit. Like it's just so much easier to break sure. down. Nicole, yeah, you, and had just got home from a nine hour drive. You said you, um, you hope, yeah. like what do you, I'm not getting that you totally believe Joe's story. Or does it not matter now? It doesn't really matter now. Um, I guess my question with all of this to you is like, am I wrong for accepting the money that he sent me? Like, should we, should I send it back? Should we just go 50-50? Well, it just depends on why Joe gave you the money. Because like um, the way you're telling the story, go ahead. It, it was definitely to pay for the clothes. But I won't lie. A small part of it was just like, if you send the money, maybe you'll not get yelled at. Anymore. Shut yeah, and yeah. That's, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. That's if if it was thing. to shut you up, exactly my point, Joe. If it was to shut you up, then that money, that's, you're going to pay the price down the line, Nicole, yeah. somehow. I don't know how. And it won't even be intentional, but it's nothing's free in this world. Yeah. Also for Joe, like you do know that here's the thing. If you pay for everything for her just to get her to like shut up and not yell at you anymore. So is this going to be like a gift giving thing? Every time you guys get in a fight, then you're going to take her shopping. You're going to buy her flowers, just things like that. Are you going to do that? Because I feel like that's going to be an expected thing now since you did it the first time. I think that that was the only time we're normally like very good with splitting, like whether we go for a meal or do this or uh, whatever, we're normally pretty good. In that specific situation, it was more just like worst case scenario, I can pay for the clothes and we can replace the clothes and then we're back to normal. We're not missing anything. Like, yeah, it sucks, but clothes can be replaced pretty easy. But yes, like there was a small percentage of it. Majority was like, yes, I genuinely want to pay to help replace the clothes, but also, like, here's some money. Yeah. Stop yelling at me. So, Nicole, qu- question for you. You know how, like, and I've been there, like, anytime bad things happen, losing, losing clothes, you know, whatever, and we don't know who to blame, we often don't like to 
blame ourselves first. It's kind of like who's I blame my mom. Who's in my like peripheral? Who's in the, like who is here that I can yell at? Because I definitely this can't be my fault. Because then that would really suck if I yeah, have no one project. to blame but myself. Yeah. Uh, and my question to you is like now that it's over, like it wasn't a tra- who put it in a trash bag. Like object. If I'm an insurance company and you guys are both like coming here to me to decide like who should and you're in a relationship and you're just like who should pay for this. Like, what do you think is like, who do you think, do you even think it's possible to figure out whose fault it was? Or, or do you feel like maybe it's still like Joe put it in the, the bag or you, did you ask him to grab it and he didn't hear you? Like that classic story of like, I fucking told you, you were, weren't listening, you know, fight that couples often have. Yeah. I think it's like at this point now, it's a few weeks later, like we both laugh about it I don't think it's as much about like who to blame um I just think like in the future I guess yeah I'll have to like take control of my own luggage and like load my own things um and the then, only problem you know, the only problem Nicole and I'm, just, I'm sorry for cutting you off is that you're yeah. right it's not on like who you blame but we all agreed that yeah, Joe wanted to like do something nice for you and get you these clothes, but part of it was either A, he felt re- somewhat responsible and B, just didn't want to be blamed at all. Mm-hmm. So he it, he decided it was just, he, Joe sounds like he did the math, quick math in his head. Honestly, this $500 cost me a lot less than like, having to like to deal with whatever it is I'm going to deal with if she doesn't have her clothes. Like whether it was mental health, like some people like pay $500 for therapy. Joe's like, I'm going to get her clothes and that's going to be my mental health, you know, savior. And Um, so there is like, I think you're dismissing saying, well, I'm not really, we're not blaming anyone because there's still like some blame assigned if that is in fact why the thing was being paid. You know, like at the end of the day, you know, you just have to like, if Joe's like, listen, that'd be silly. The point is like money can be kind of like a a tricky thing. And I just think, I don't think Joe needs to give his money back. If it doesn't sound like Joe needs the money, he's doing fine. But I do think it's important you guys, whether it's on this call or whatever, or later on, just the fact that you guys be like, listen, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted you to be quiet, but like I can afford it, whatever. And I'm happy you're happy, but like really, you guys really have to, I feel like have to acknowledge that is so that down the road, like there's not this level of like you bought, like I could just totally picture this, like you guys fight about something down the road because every couple's fights. And at some point it's going to be brought up, be like, yeah, but I brought, I bought your clothes back. And she's yeah. like, you bought it because you fucking lost it or something. I can just fucking see it. You know, Joe's laughing. He knows what I'm talking so about. So you think that she should keep the money though? No, I, I just think they should really talk about what happened. Because it yeah. sounds like Joe was like, here's some money. Please stop yelling at me. And, and Nicole was just like, you know what? Thanks. And I, I was really mad. And I don't know if it's my fault or your fault, but like yeah. at least I get to go shopping. And I think it ended there. And I think more dialogue. And I think we're having it. But like really just, I think Joe has to actively like, I chose to give you this money because I want you to have it and I can never bring it up again. And you can never like in any way throw this in his face, Nicole, 
because like it was dealt with. And I think if anything else, like it's these little fucking things that aren't really because re- I don't think the, you guys didn't really resolve it. You bought her off. Yeah, you paid her off. You fully bought her off. <laughs> hush payment. <laughs> you know, and like hush money, like it always comes up later. And I just think you guys need to acknowledge what happened and then just say, hey, I gave you this money. And yeah, maybe to shut you up now, but I don't want it back. And 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 yeah, Nicole, you could probably come and bang him back, but like you're choosing to just like this is how we handle this, and it can no longer be brought up because like otherwise it 100% will, is what I think. I don't know. Yeah, we've definitely had dialogue since then about it, and I like I'm totally fine to pay it back. I just once we found out we were coming on the podcast, I was like, I'm gonna wait until after to just like yeah. hear what you have to say. And I'm still totally fine paying it back. Like it's really not about the money. We're both doing fine um, at this place in our lives. Like it's it's not about the money. And I don't kind of what Morgan was saying earlier, like I don't want things down the road um, to kind of be paid off if yeah. we get into an argument. I, I don't want that at all. Here you go. How about this? What do you think about this, Nicole? How about you use some of that money, all that money, whatever you decide to do something nice for or with Joe. I don't know, some sort of like steak night out or I don't know whatever Joe's into. Get him something like, maybe not not all of it, but like you do something together, you use that money towards, yeah, your clothes. Because have you already bought the clothes? Have you already? No, she hasn't used the money, right? No, I haven't used any of the money. Okay. I have, which I really... I do. <laughs> Personally, I do. Just because... If you it think was, you should. It, if it's just because... A, if you're questioning it, I feel like you should follow your gut because like, honestly, like you're really letting him pay you off A and B, you're going to feel bad about it later on. And also he's going to get you stuff regardless during your relationship. And he's probably, I'm sure he treats you really well. Like, I don't think it's worth it. And I don't think it's nice or right to take the money from him. And I, and it's, it's the thought that counts. Honestly, he, he did actually like show you like whatever I did wrong and I feel horrible about this. I want to make it up to you. So he's, he made the effort and he tried. And I think it's right for you to acknowledge that, but I don't think it's right for you to take the money. Yeah. And I think if anything, it's because it sounds like Nicole, there's a part of you that's questioning it. Yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't feel right to yeah. me. It did in the moment when I accepted the transfer. Because yes, you're just like mad. Okay. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. Like, yeah. But so whether you give the money back or not, but it sounds like for two people who both said it's like not about the money, maybe you give it back, but maybe you guys just go do something fun. Do something together. fun together, spend some money on each other, maybe give us like a small gift. I don't know. But like, because it, it is kind of awkward giving it back to. Oh yeah, it's so awkward. Be like, no, I'm gonna like give you this money back, you know? <laughs> you get like, kinda you, you also get kind of sad when they like accept it and you're like, fuck. Like, you're, like, and then Joe's just like, I what I made her give her my money back? Like, what the fuck? So like, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's just like another way of saying, because this is we all know it's not about the money. So let's not make it about the money. Maybe there's just a way of like doing something nice for each other. You keep the money and I don't know, Nicole, you give them something. I don't know if Joe, you were saving up for something that you want down the road and like you give him a nice gift. Maybe this is way too cheesy, but what if we ended the mediation calls with each person saying something they like about their partner? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fun. I'll let Joe decide because I, if... 
That could be Joe's worst nightmare. Okay, totally, totally. <laughs> and fairness, we don't have to. It was a pitch. I threw it out there. <laughs> but you're, you're, you guys are welcome to say something nice about your partner. Oh, I'm in. Babe, I'm I'll in. let you. I'll let you go ahead on this one. Uh, okay. Well, there's many things, but not to get too into detail. Uh, we are in a bit of a long distance situation. We live about two hours apart, and uh, she does come and see me far more frequently. Sometimes it's due with my work. I go on the road for work and I'm gone for long since the time. And, but she does come and see me quite a bit. She makes that drive quite often, always brings me something or helps pay for groceries when she's here, stuff like that. So that's, uh, that's very nice. Acts of service. We love, it. We love uh, acts of service. What about you, Nicole? I think with Joe, um, it's just the way that he makes me feel is is never like I'm less than like he treats me like such an equal and I've never experienced that in a relationship before um so I just think that shows you know the kind of man that he is and even even throughout like this long distance relationship yes I come and like visit him more but the way that he treats me um, when I'm there or when we're apart is just unlike I've been treated before. So it's just really special. Well, that's and great. I appreciate, I appreciate the way he, he really treats me as an equal. So, Well, we're happy for both of you. And we're glad that this uh, fight uh, will not be the end of you. Sounds like you guys have a great thing going on. Uh, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Um, are you, what do you think you're going to do, Nicole? Um, I think we'll chat about it afterwards here, but uh, I think he's going to get a nice birthday gift coming up. There you go. Tight. We'll see. Right. Shoot us an email. Let All us right. know. Yeah, let us know. Uh, Joe, thank you for uh, coming on. You've been a good sport. No problem. I appreciate no it. No problem. Buddy. Thank right. you. Thank Be- you for having me. Yeah. Best of luck to both of you. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Bye, guys. Right, thank cheers. you. See you. I feel like another successful mediation. I feel like we helped save the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, this has been so fun. This has been so fun. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, what are our biggest takeaways? Responsible dating. What are? I, I just think we have to figure out a way to define things a little more clear. And yeah, it's great that we hold the West Elm Caleb's more accountable without maybe like, yeah, like outing their personal information. But. We, we have to like, the only people we can control are our own choices. Of course. And so ask ourselves the tough questions. Get, stop hoping they're doing what you want them to do. Yeah. Especially when things aren't defined, right? Like course, stop hoping yeah. they're sleeping with other people. Stop hoping. You'll never get your answers if you don't ask the questions. Yeah. Yeah. And you need, and you need to ask, are you sleeping with other people? Do you want to be with me? Yeah. Are we together? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, your mom's heard of me, but does she want to meet? Does she want to meet me? Does she want to meet me? What does she say about I'm me? I'm available. Let me know. What are your intentions? What, what are your intentions? Um, Morgan, can you let my audience know where they can follow you on all the social media platforms and all the things you're talking about? Sure. All my social media platforms is the same username, Morgan B. Cohen. And that's it. Follow me on TikTok if you want some good advice because I usually give a lot of good advice, especially if you have a broken heart. She does. I also quite liked your, your TikTok you did not too long ago when you talked about your your dad. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that story you, broke my heart though. Like I was, I've never had a heartbreak in my entire life. This is my first one and I'm 
hysterical. Like I want, like I literally, this this heartbreak made me a different person. It it shattered me in every way, shape, and form. And my dad seeing me like this, like I'll never forget. I'm crying in my bathroom by myself, just like wanting to die. Like just like thinking, like I lost my other half. What am I supposed to do? I was with this person for three years. Now now what am I? And my dad looks at me and he's like, tells me this story about this girl that he was in college with, that, that he dated in college, but she didn't go to school with him. And she lived like eight hours away and he treated her like garbage. Like, I mean garbage, like the least amount of respect a person could have for someone because he was a fuck boy like most guys are in college. And she just got fed up with it and broke up with him. And he goes to go find her and like like get her back and she wouldn't take him back. And he to this day says it was one of his biggest regrets treating her like that because she never deserved that. And it gave me so much clarity in my life to know that if a guy has, if someone that I dated has a daughter going through the same thing I went through, he's going to think about me. And he's going to be like, fuck, how, like, how did I treat her like that? If this is what she went through, like seeing your child heartbroken breaks your heart. It, it, you want to take all the pain away from them. And it makes me like so emotional because when I saw my dad see me like this, the look in his eyes made me… Like I'm not, guilt? It, it's like… It's like… It's a mixture of guilt and just how do I fix this? What do I do? Like how… What, like how… How do I make her feel better when I can't make her feel better? Like I was a wreck for like a year and a half. It was horrible. And they just had to deal with me. They didn't know what to do. It was horrible. Like I had a, like I called therapists. I did everything. There. Yeah, it was terrible. Like that for six months. And it just gives you a lot of clarity to know that you can move on, and but you'll never forget the people that you really hurt. I'm assuming a lot of the stuff that you talk about is a direct result of all the things you needed to do for yourself to yeah. get to where you are now. Yeah, I never make. And now you're just of. kind of sharing. Yeah. It with uh, your audience. Yeah, it's my diary. I, I never make up my life experiences. That stuff That stuff really happens. And honestly, it sucks, but it's a great way for people to learn and educate themselves on things that are probably going to happen in their lives and how to maybe prevent it or control it. It's a crazy dating world out there. Yeah, it sucks. S- stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Uh, Morgan, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Don't forget to send your questions at askNick at castme.com. Cast with a K. For all the mediations out there, get your get your boyfriends and husbands yeah. to come on in. I know. Thanks for thanks for all the guys who agree to do this because I'm assuming. Do you not do friends too? Well, yeah, if you have fights with friends, coworkers, those are always fun. Those are always fun. Yeah, we will, any any real fight, we'll we'll help you solve it. Yeah, you know we're we're here for you. Uh, so send in those questions. We appreciate it. And uh, other than that, stay safe, dating. Bye guys. Bye. Crazy.